We are on Chagiga Chavav Manalev 26A4 in the Art Scroll Gemara. We ended off the last recording with the Mishnah. We went through the Mishnah. And just a quick review. We discussed the Halacha that when it comes to big gatherings such as Aliyah Regal when the entire Jewish people come to Jerusalem, they come to Jerusalem, Jerusalem three times a year on Pesach, Sukkot, and Shavuos. So then we don't want to have any division. Everyone is defined, whether you're an Amma Aretz, a Chavar, everyone is viewed as people who are knowledgeable. Halachically, they have the status of people who are knowledgeable in the areas of Tumah and Tara, of purity and impurity. And therefore, the Amarats, who in general, we are cautious and are concerned that they touch things and those things then become impure, when it's these times of the year, the three times of the year of Aliyah Regal, of going to Jerusalem, we assume that they're completely Tahor, that they're pure, and everything is pure about them, whatever they touch is pure, everything is pure. However, as we're going to see, once the holiday is over, everyone goes back home, so then retroactively we're concerned with everything that they touched. It was only during that time period, but retroactively, everything that they touched, we have to be concerned, is now impure. And moving forward, we're going to see that with regards to the vessels in the base of Mikdash, that they're going to have to put them into the mikvah to purify them out of this concern. And what our Mishnah dealt with, the what we discussed at the very end of yesterday's recording, was what about the merchants, the merchants in Jerusalem, in Yerushalayim, as they were selling products, wine or dough, and the customers come in and they touch around, they touch things. And the Amayarites, the people who are less knowledgeable, they also, they come and they touch things. And during that time period, we assume everything's tahar, everything's pure, but once they leave, so then it should be impure. And then uh, the the uh, the merchant, the store owner, would have to either throw out the food or purify everything, or may bring everything to the mikvah. All the all the utensils, bring them to the mikvah and throw out the food. And that is the opinion of the Chachamim. The Chachamim hold that, yes, they would have to throw it out or or um, put put the utensils into the mikvah. However, Behuda says, no, that they really could, they could continue selling them as is. They don't have to do anything to the products. They don't have to do anything to the utensils. And the reason for that, the reason for Rabbi Huda is that if we told them that they have to throw everything out after the holiday, so then they are certainly not going to sell as much during the holiday itself. They're going to be very concerned. Maybe they'll close down their entire store for the holiday, and it's going to be very difficult. People, Tons of people come to Yerushalayim. They have to buy things, and all the stores will be closed. So we say, you know what? Keep your stores open uh, because everyone is viewed as pure, and they're even going to be viewed as pure even afterwards. Even once they leave, we'll assume that everything, the food, the utensils, everything is pure. And that was the, the machlokas. That was the dispute between the Chachamim and Rabbi Yehuda. The Gemara now says, we're starting with the Gemara from that Mishnah. Yasa Rabbi Ami Ravitzach Nafcha, Yikloi de Rabbi Yitzach Nafcha. So Rabbi Ami Ravitzach Nafcha, two rabbis from the times of the Gemara, they were sitting on Rabbi Yitzach Nafcha's porch. One of them, we don't know who, started the discussion. According to the Rabbanan, according to the Chachamim who hold against Rabbi Yehuda, they hold that really you, have to, you can't sell the products that you've had that are left over from the holiday, because we have to be concerned that they're impure. What about saving them for the next holiday? Could you then save it for the next holiday? We had such a concept earlier that if you have the Amaret, we believe him uh, during the time of the oil pressing season. So we tell him that if you have oil or wine, uh, 
that you should hold on to it, and it's not the wine pressing season or the oil pressing season, to hold on to it till the actual season, because that's when we will believe you to say that it is pure. So maybe over here too, if you hold off till the next holiday, and by the next holiday, all the Amea Aretz are viewed as pure again, so then we should say that you should that this merchant could hold could uh, could uh, hold on put the onto these products till the next holiday and then sell them. Could they do that or not? That's the question. Is this different? Uh, is this different than than the previous case? Do we could we could we assume that they could save it till the next holiday? So Amali Yidaf, the other one says back. We don't know who is talking here, but the other one says back. I don't understand. Yada kol mishamshim bavadamart. The rabbanon hold the rabbis, the the majority they hold that uh, we're concerned that they touch everything. Now they are at everyone's touching everything. So if we now that the holiday is over, it's viewed as impure. Why would you think that you could wait till the next holiday? So the, he responds back. The first person responds back. I'm like, I don't understand. But during the holiday itself, everyone's also touching it. You know, everyone's touching it during the holiday, and we say that they're tahor. That they're viewed as pure. So wait till the next holiday and we'll view that everything is pure. We'll view the uh, all the products as pure also. So Amr Lay, he responds back, no, there's a difference. I don't understand. During the holiday itself, the the Torah says that they're all viewed as Tahor. They're all viewed as pure because we don't want to have any division. Everyone's viewed as a chaver. Everyone is viewed as knowledgeable. But now that the holiday is over, everyone back, everyone went back home. It's no longer a large gathering. So then we have to be concerned that it's tummy retroactively, that retroactively it's impure. And if that's the case, it's not going to help you to hold off till the next festival, till the next holiday. That is the question. That's their back and forth in the discussion. And that's their, the question that they're dealing with. The Gemara now wants to say, you know what? Maybe we could go back. This, that discussion was amongst rabbis Amaraim from the time periods of the Gemara, maybe we could go back to the time periods of the Mishnah, to different brises that seem to imply uh, in both directions within the Rabbanan. Again, this is all a discussion within the Rabbanan, within the Rabbanan, who are the majority, they're of the opinion that uh, you have to throw out the food, potentially, uh, or put the utensils in the mikvah, because we have to be, we're concerned that it's Tameh. Rabbi Yehuda, he's a, one opinion, Rabbi Yehuda argues, and he says that no, that... Uh, they're allowed to continue selling it because otherwise they wouldn't sell it to begin with on the holiday itself. But that's a minority opinion. That's a single. That's one individual's opinion. The majority, and that the whole question is based on the majority. The majority says that we have to be concerned for impurity right after the holiday, retroactively. We, we are concerned for impurity. So the question is, could they save? Could they hold off on the merchandise and sell it by the next holiday? And it might be a dispute between different prices. Maybe it's a dispute between different prices from the time period of the Mishnah. One price says you could you could hold off till the next holiday. The other price says you cannot. You can't hold off till the next holiday. And so the Gemara is assuming that both prices are within the opinion of the Rabbanan, of the rabbis, of the majority. And then if that's the case, so then we have a dispute within the opinion of the majority that says that we have to be concerned for impurity retroactively, so then maybe there's a dispute here as to whether or not you could hold off till the next holiday. But the Gemara says, no, lo, maybe it's not a real, it's not a good proof to say that this is a machlokas, that this is a uh, disagreement between the different prices. Maybe the Maybe the opinion that says in the Brisa that we should wait until the next holiday is the opinion of Rabbi Huda. That's the opinion of Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda, who argues on the majority, he holds the wait till the next holiday. 
The other price, which says that you're not allowed to wait till the next holiday, is the Rabbanan. And maybe the, really the majority hold, you're not allowed to wait. And it's Rabbi Yehudu who says that you should wait till the next holiday. The Gemara rejects this and says, what, how could you say such a thing? Rabbi Yehuda doesn't say that you have to wait till the next holiday, wait a few months till the next holiday. He says that you're allowed to sell right away. You can use the merchandise, you can use the food, you can use everything right away because out of this concern that they're not going to sell on the holiday itself. So that opinion in the, in the Brisa that says that you should hold off till the next holiday certainly cannot be Rabbi Yehuda. It must be going, going according to the Rabbanan, according to the majority, the rabbis who hold that we are concerned for impurity retroactively in the case of um, of uh, the merchants and the store owners. So rather, the Gemara then says, you know what, maybe you could flip it and say, Rabbi Yehuda is the opinion that says you're not allowed to wait until the next holiday. And the Gemara is about to explain, what does it mean you're not allowed to wait until the next holiday? Rabbi Yehuda is the opinion, don't wait until the next holiday, right now, sell it right now. Don't wait till the next holiday. Go ahead and sell it right now because otherwise they wouldn't even sell it. If the merchants knew they would have to wait till the next holiday, they wouldn't even sell it to begin with. They would just hold off for a week uh, from selling other. With, uh, then they don't have to deal with uh, all these issues. And the the brisa, the other brisa which says the the brisa which says that you could wait till the next holiday is really the rabbanon. Meaning the right here. Is saying as follows. Originally, they wanted to say that these two brisas, these two opinions of waiting till the next holiday or not, they're both a dispute within the majority opinion, within the Rabbana. Then the Gemara in the conclusion is saying, maybe you could say otherwise. Maybe the, the brisa which says that you shouldn't wait till the, till the next holiday is Rabbi Huda, because you shouldn't wait, i.e. do it right now, sell it right now, because we don't, we don't view it with regards to the merchandise of these store owners as being impure retroactively. The Rabbanon, the majority, will hold that we do view it as impure retroactively. They have the opinion that you could then wait till the next holiday. Not that it's a dispute between the different prices, but there, there's only one price that's within, and the conclusion is within the majority. And that Brisa holds that the, the rabbis, the majority, hold that you should wait till the next holiday, and then you could sell it. The Gemara just concludes, what does it mean for a Yehuda? that you shouldn't wait till the next holiday. As we pointed out before, it means that you don't have to wait till the next holiday. You could sell it right away, according to Rabbi Huda. And that is the conclusion of the Gemara on this Mishnah. Again, as we pointed out, there are a few Mishnahs here with just a very small commentary from the Gemara. So just to conclude this Mishnah, this Mishnah was discussing how do you deal with the products of the of the store owners because uh, they... They are different than the vessels in the base of Mikdash. As we're going to see in the next Mishnah, the vessels in the base of Mikdash certainly are viewed as impure, as Tameh retroactively, and they had to purify them. But when it comes to the merchants, maybe it's different because for them, if you don't let them continue selling it, so then maybe they're, not, they're going to close down uh, their entire store for the entire holiday because they're not going to want to deal with all the all the throwing out all the food and bring, bringing everything into the mikvah. They're just going to close for the whole week. Out of that concern, Rabbi Huda says, you know what? For 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 these merchants, we're not going to view it as impure retroactively, and the rabbana and the majority say no, we will view it. We're not concerned. It's less of a concern for the majority opinion because I'm sure they're going to have tons of business. There's lots of people coming to Jerusalem. It wasn't a concern for them, and so therefore they said that it's impure retroactively. And then there was a discussion as to whether or not, even according to the opinion that says that we're concerned that it's impure retroactively, they could hold off till the next holiday. Let's just read one more mishnah and one line. There's only. That, the next Mishnah just has one com- one line from the Gemara as a commentary. 
and that's it. And then they go to the final Mishnah of the tractate. So the next Mishnah, the Mishnah says, Misha'av Arega, once the festival passes, now we discuss the utensils that are found in the base of Migdash. Ma'avir and of Azar, once the festival passes, then they have to purify all the vessels in the base of Migdash. They have to bring them to the mikvah. The Gemara then says, It depends what day. Let's say the holiday ends on Thursday, which means that it's Thursday night is now no longer the holiday. So they only have Friday. So the Kohanim are the, one that are the ones that are going to be dealing with all this. They would wait. They wouldn't put everything into the mikvah by Friday because they have to prepare for Shabbos. It's take, this is a huge job to basically turn over the entire base of Mikdash to purify everything is a huge job. It was, they only had Friday. Friday is the time to uh, to prepare for Shabbos. So they couldn't do it on Friday. So they would wait till after Shabbos. Rabbi Huda Omer, Rabbi Huda says, no, even if it ended a day before that, let's say it ended Wednesday night, so they had Thursday and Friday, they still would not turn over the entire base of Migdash to purify everything. Why? Because they're not free. Even on Thursday, they're not free. We're going to see, not because they're preparing for Shabbos, as the Gemara says now, this is a one-line Gemara here, till the next Mishnah, Tana, it's taught in a Brisa, and the reason why, fascinating idea here, there was tons and tons of korbanas, tons of sacrifices during over the course of the holiday. All the Jews are coming. They're all bringing sacrifices, as we discussed in the first chapter of this uh, Masechta, of this tractate. And the Gemara elsewhere, the, the Mishnah elsewhere tells us that they would keep all the ashes from all the various sacrifices on the altar throughout the holiday so that people would see how big of a pile it is, how many people are coming to bring the sacrifices, these huge, huge piles of ashes to show how many people are coming and how many people are bringing offerings to the base of Migdash. It's a sign of of chiba, of, uh, of love towards God, that there's so many people bringing sacrifices. And it would be only after the holiday in which they would actually get rid of these ashes. That is also a huge job. So they would do that on Thursday. They had to prepare for Shabbos on Friday. So they wouldn't get to turn everything over until after Shabbos, until uh, Sunday. And that concludes the Gemara. The next Mishnah, which we'll start in the next recording, is the last Mishnah of our entire tractate. So we are almost done.